Well, I think we should start out by talking about the thing that, of course, everyone's been talking about. Well, it's what everyone wants to hear about. So let's just let's get into it. Uh, The new Staples logo. I like. (laughs) Um, So I I think someone, perhaps you even had sent me the video for their unveiling of their new logo some time ago, and I finally got around to watching it. And boy, is it bleak AF. (laughs) <laughs> uh and so is the logo the video is a is an experience all on its own but the logo is basically they took their previous logo which had i would say a bit of character and kind of whimsy because like the staple was the l and it was like oh i get it and now they've just made it so that it says staples in the most um sterile font possible and then there's a table which I think is meant to be a staple, but is pretty clearly an Apple Store table. It's an Apple Store table. It has rounded corners. You know, it's some sort of light wood. Right, uh, exactly. It's it, looks like it, was, it looks like it was designed by this guy. Do I look like I know what a JPEG <laughs> is? Now, if you go to the, uh, the link that I've included to brand new, the brand new article about this and scroll okay. down a bit. Yeah, there's okay. a new logo for Canada staples in Canada, which is different. And I think it's actually better. Well, it's because here's the thing about the, work. the, the new work. staples logo. Work. I could have made it in five minutes in uh pixel mater or something. Mm-hmm. So the, the Canada one is a little bit better. It looks more like it's um f- for coders. Like true it's, yes uh, it's got little brackets yeah little open close brackets right um this the staples it looks like somebody wanted to link you to staples but they got it wrong right yeah <laughs> they were doing some markdown bad yeah <laughs> invalid markup there <laughs> um uh, see i don't know i'm just i've noticed the trend well it's been going on for a while now i think we're actually starting to move out of this trend which is unfortunate for brands like staples that are just now latching onto this trend of um you know logos becoming more minimalist and soulless and we're actually starting to move away from it now but there's still some brands that are they're going to be way behind now because they're just now going to the minimalist brands and it's like nope uh we, we're past that Please go back. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Staples is already a soulless thing. Like they've their their logo is always yeah, like some sans serif Swiss looking font. But it yeah. did have that little bit of whimsy. And then they're like, can't have that. Not in this day and age. We want everyone <laughs> when they're coming into our store to remember the soul crushing capitalist regime under which they live Welcome and in which they need to buy pencils for it has office supplies. Would you like to buy some terrible pens? <laughs> it's very bad. Very yeah. bad. Not. Uh, yeah, I don't. It's it's bad. Can you give me that puking and or uh, fighting? Uh, You know what? I can. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel. <laughs> this is a little off the beaten path. Um, yeah, you know, no one's really been talking about this. You have yeah. to be really online to have heard of it. You know, you have to follow the right accounts, targeted individuals. Yeah, so we just wanted to bring this, surface this to light. Um, there's this, I don't know if you've heard this thing called impeachment. Oh, um, is that um, is that like a fruit thing? It is it is a it is a um 
it's actually a cocktail where you hollow out oh, you know, the center mm -hmm. of a peach and then you put a mint mojito inside of it and uh, you all you, you sort of eat it like a grenade like you know how you bite off the pin from a grenade right that's the canonical way that you arm a grenade is by biting the pin off yeah well you you bite the top part of the peach off like a grenade yes you get the yes mosquito, yes the juice. yes yes yeah yeah in peach impeachment tm nobody can take it now i've put the little tm next to it right no so yeah uh i guess we're gonna do impeachment now or we're gonna yeah, try at least kind of Pansy Nelosi got around to being like, you know what? Let's do this. Now, did you see the hot takes on Twitter that were like, actually, <laughs> did, Andrew, actually, did I see the hot takes on Twitter? <laughs> but the, OK, Boy. for people who didn't, the hot takes that were basically actually Nancy Pelosi was very smart to wait until now for this, Bro. because rather than doing it back with like the Mueller report or something, because all she had to do was wait until Trump self-impeached. And actually, this is a brilliant grand strategy. Uh, she's been playing five-dimensional chess. And I read that and was like, no, I'm pretty sure that she's still just as stupid as ever. Fatality. The thing is that... Self-impeachment. Everyone's trying to find this grand overarching theory for like, why now? And yeah. the easiest answer is that there is no logical right. overarching theory. And then the second easiest answer is um, if you just picture Nancy Pelosi sitting at a desk in an office and on the wall, she's just got these like sort of um, Bloomberg terminal looking thing that has <laughs> all of it has all of the polls and it's got right. all the numbers and it's going ticket 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 yeah. ticket 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 ticket. She's, wa Constantly she's watching pulling. the approval rating go up and then down and then up yeah and, down. and and then it it hits a certain point and she's like well okay it's advantageous to do it now the, the that's the, I, that's totally how she right slams down opens up a plastic guard over a button and slams it down impeach <laughs> it's just that's just what's what's happening like. You know, the all these representatives are being threatened with primaries from activists. You know, people, the people, if you look at what people actually want in the United States, they want an impeachment. Right. <laughs> Everyone's sick of this guy. Well, everyone like, seems oh, to agree just... that they don't want Trump to be president anymore. We're we're yeah. a little undecided about who we want to be president in his place, but we pretty much want the guy out. So, like, I don't know, do that. I mean, I think, like, isn't it like ten percent of Republicans want him impeached? Yeah, like, and and they haven't even started the hearings yet. So, like, that's a pretty good indicator. I'm sure she saw those numbers, and the the people in Congress are like, Nancy, we're gonna get primaried. <laughs> You're gonna have like eight more AOCs in here, right? To deal with if we don't do something, and so that's why she. I'm, you know what I mean. There's the the other thing that gave me pause is someone reported on Twitter that like their strategy is to try and get this done as quick as possible with as few hearings as possible. And it's like, what, what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> I mean, it's good to get it going. You know what I mean? Go gangbusters. Right. Dude. Just like, go for it. Load the impeachment cannon, you know, but, but like, like, remember how many hearings the Republicans had about Benghazi? Like, can we just do that to them? Cause it would be kind of amusing. Let's be honest, but also maybe. actually justified here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's 
because there's the, the, the thing is the well is going to be so deep. You know what I mean? It's like doing think... an archaeological excavation in Rome where like you, un <laughs> right. you uncover the first layer and you're like, wow, look at all these artifacts. And you're like, well, that's no dig another layer deep. And you can just keep going for thousands of years. Because yeah, eventually you find Rudy Giuliani <laughs> petrified down there in the bottom. <laughs> there's just, there's just so, so much corruption and graft and, and crap going on that, I mean, they're never going to find the end of it. So like they might as well dig, but you know, yeah, I, I think they ought to subpoena Rudy Giuliani and just let him talk in the committee because he'll <laughs> just take care of it himself. He will self impeach. He's the only person that will, but he will. And they need to provide like a breakfast buffet of like uh really high carb foods <laughs> before, you know what right. I mean? Get them yeah. really carbo loaded. So uh, Mr. Giuliani's really from espresso. <laughs> <laughs> just get him amped yeah yeah i'm excited um i'm ready for this to to get over so we can get back so we can get to uh president well, Michael Pence. am i right <laughs> backpack we got him um some other follow-up <laughs> here yeah sorry i was oh, late I on jumped, the chime. i jumped the gun, gun. I, I, was, I was late on the chime there uh, <laughs> late, late, late on the chime is uh gonna be the title of my memoir uh three two uh so some follow-up here yeah. um we have reported previously on major league soccer oh, <laughs> you were banned from the server <laughs> go ahead some follow-up here yeah, uh, we've reported previously on Major League Soccer and how they had banned political symbols um, and were especially cracking down on the three arrows symbol. Um, and they have, I guess, decided that that was stupid, finally, which is they've good. decided that a picture of three arrows uh, is, is not is the same not, as a as a swastika. As swastika. <laughs> good. How brave for them, to which to me seems self-evident, but sure why not so for those who don't know the three arrows was a symbol called the of the iron front uh yeah. which was an anti-fascist group in uh germany so right yep that's um it's almost like uh saying using the red cross logo it's like a right, political yeah, exactly. right <laughs> how dare like you support medical care to wounded people <laughs> this should have been a slam dunk for them to be like, yes, we also do not support fascism because I mean, what are the, what are the, what are the consequences of that? Are there going to, there's going to be three fascists who burn their jersey. <laughs> well, the thing about it, the thing about it is it, is it reveals the relationship between the corporate capitalists and the fascists. Right, it's like and which it's is like how a video getting demonetized because it's like, uh, not suitable for advertisers. <laughs> but it's it's how it's how fascism worked in the past, uh, particularly in Italy. Uh, fascism gained a foothold because it had the support, um, whether implicit or explicit, or for by looking the other way or whatever, of the capitalists. Mm -hmm. So, like the capitalists didn't do dare do anything to to oppose or make life difficult for the fascists and they just kind of looked the other way as they did their stuff because 
they 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 made their bed with them and that's the same right. thing that's happening now you know it's it's not like they come out and be like yeah we're, we're our business is pro fascist but they also are like well we can't upset the fascists mm-hmm. <laughs> but it kind of gives away the whole game even even if they aren't even super cognizant or aware of what they're doing it's, yeah i mean it's the trend that's how it works mm-hmm. so i'm very excited for soccer mussolini you love to see it. You love to see it. Um, speaking of Mussolini, we we uh, we have some guidelines for feedback that mm-hmm. we wanted to bring up um, because we just feel that this is a very important space, right? Um, and we 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 just in our in our ongoing quest to make this a, an enjoyable and in, enriching experience for people we wanted to provide this feedback. Um, there are these guidelines for feedback. So the, 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 the guidelines are that this must be submitted through the proper channels. If you have feedback, please submit it through the proper channels. Right. Yeah. And secondarily, do not ping the mods about which is the proper channel. Right. It's for you to find out. It's not our own. job. It's not our job to tell you what the proper channels are. Right. Yeah. We're we're very busy and important. <clears throat> second rule. Oh, sorry. Oh, second guideline. Um, oh, yeah. <clears throat> in, ensure that you contribute to the discourse. And do you want to talk about this? Yeah. If you don't sufficiently contribute to the discourse, there will be consequences of some kind. Now, are there specific uh, consequences? No, they will be determined at a time and place of our choosing. I understand. I understand. Yeah. Also, uh, we aren't sure what we mean by contribute to the discourse either. But again, that's for you to figure out. You just need to trust us on this one. Right. Now, thirdly, negative feedback is discouraged. Yes. Uh, and I will say that if you find yourself full of negativity, we suggest that you rid yourself of it by buying some crystals from our store. They're very affordable. I, I already have three. Yeah. Now, it's important to understand above all else these are not rules okay they're not they're not rules they're we're not, not we're not a rules culture here we're, we're not a rules we're, not, we're, not, we're not dictators trying to control. right yeah it's uh, but you just i want you to also understand there's going to be consequences and you know they will be enforced as if they're rules but they are not rules right and um by virtue of saying that they're not rules they're not rules even if they resemble rules in every conceivable way they're not and that's they're just it. even that's if i accidentally call them rules and uh if you have feedback about that you know send it to the proper you channels. must submit that to the proper yeah. channels see i'm glad we all both understand and i think this will continue to contribute to this space right. uh mayor pete has uh said a thing which i think he didn't realize means this something the, that this is the yeah. kind of thing i love right so he said uh he said um some of my competitors are offering vegetables i'm offer something i'm offering something more like the impossible burger something that's good for you but with a lot of substance and uh the thing about an impossible burger is that it's basically plants pretending to be a burger which is to say it's something pretending to be something else so that's kind of amusing to think about it's like an incredible self-own. And it's amazing. It is, because basically what he's saying is like, 
the subtext of what he's saying, some of my competitors are offering vegetables. So he's saying like, you know, Bernie and and, and uh, Warren, they're offering, you know, like Brussels sprouts. I'm offering you something that's basically a burger, i.e. Republican, except it's not quite like technically it's not, but it is indistinguishable and it is meant to be indistinguishable. This is this is the same sort of um, thing that parents try to do to trick their kids into eating vegetables. Right. Oh, if I just um, puree a bunch of uh, cauliflower and put it in the mac and cheese, you know, mm. then my kids will eat the vegetables and they'll never know the difference. And you eat the food that those type of people make and it sucks and it's yeah. bad and it's gross because right. you're like, why is why is this mac and cheese so grainy? That doesn't seem to be the nature of mac and cheese. As it should be. What, what remember, have you done? I remember uh, Jessica. Do you know Jessica Seinfeld? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, that's, Is that one of the uh, canonical Seinfelds? She's, she's Jerry Seinfeld's wife, and she came out with the oh. a, a few years ago, um, uh, where a way to sneak uh, vegetables into kids' food. And I just remember at the time thinking, like, I don't know, like maybe, maybe just make. Not- good food maybe just make good food that just teach good. your kids to enjoy vegetables now it's rich for me to say this because it took me a long time to learn to like vegetables oh, but you yeah. know it's like just learn how to cook vegetables in a way that makes them taste good you know like well, don't because the thing is as soon as the kids leave your house it's not like they're gonna seek out secret vegetable food if right. they don't know, you know what I yeah. mean? You're not you're not helping them in the long run. And you know what? That's kind of what's going on with Mary Pete. It's not helping us on in the long run, you know? Just come right. on and say what you are. Be honest, be honest and upfront about it. Right. Speaking of deliberately misleading people, um yeah. uh third way, uh, which I think, you know, we've discussed before, I think we've made it clear we are great fans of third way. Uh yes. really just <laughs> Big boosters that's, of the third think, way. Big, big. Speaking of big boosters, yeah. what I think, yeah. that's what what, what is the third way? way? Great question. They're still working on that. Uh, they'll get back to you. But um, in the meantime, they've been testing. They they've done some polling about Medicare for all. Oh, and, good. Uh, they've determined actually that uh, people like Medicare for all by a margin of seventy to twenty one percent. Um, which well, is good, good for actually this is bad for them, unfortunately. Oh, so no. instead they started um, diluting the message and f- figuring out what they needed to say to make people dislike it. And so that's the end result of this poll is that um, if you start adding in things like saying it would end Medicare as we know it, uh, people start getting scared of it, which is silly. But uh, yeah, anyway, I mean, this is just kind of ridiculous. I don't know what else to say about it, except that this this poll is kind of an own for them. It's kind of a self-own, but they've tried to like play it off as like, oh, no, actually. But no, what this poll actually shows is that people generally like Medicare for all. I just think it's hilarious that like these people pretend to be Democrats. I'm not sure if you were, were uh, familiar with the term democracy. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but it's a word that that means the will of the people. Hmm. It's I'm it's sorry, rule the it's rule it's rule by the demos. Uh, uh you're talking about all the unwashed hordes that I see at Walmart or whatever? 
yeah, you're gonna let them decide how things should I mean, be run in this country. Some of them, yeah. That's I mean that that does include the people. And you're telling um, me that doesn't scare the crap out of you? N- uh, I mean, listen, we, I'm one of those listen, people. So. Maybe maybe if it's just the people that I go to Whole Foods with, that would be fine. But like, no, not the Walmart people. <sighs> What you're talking about is called segregation <laughs> and it's frowned mm. upon. <laughs> but it's just this Flashy whole thing them. like these people inside the Democratic Party that are just fundamentally undemocratic and they oh, always yeah, they reveals think they itself. know better than us. Once they run they, into something. The third way. Listen, we have the third way. We know what is the best way. It's the third way. No, We're the ones who God. figured it out. No, God, please, no, no, no. No! <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. I feel like I'm being gaslit. Is the- I know. It's like it's... Th- that's what they're doing is gaslighting. And I think we can all agree that gaslighting is a really simple and easy to understand term that we should keep using, right? Wrong! Oh. Hmm. Sorry, we set you uh, up. Yeah, no, this is an article from Deadspin, which I greatly enjoyed, that said, stop calling it gaslighting. Um, and it's that this term, which is kind of an esoteric reference to some play or whatever, which has mostly been mainstream, probably because of Lauren Duca. Um, uh, you know, everyone's just been calling it gaslighting now when really they should just say that people are lying. But I think that I think people are afraid to accuse others of lying. And so we, we, we tiptoe around it by saying, oh, they're gaslighting people. But what gaslighting implies that you are lying to people. And that's that's what. That's what doing. a lot of it is. I do think that one of the things about gaslighting is that people prefer to use the term because it signals your um, sort of your your liberal bona fides that, you know, mm. the, like. It it signals that like I'm a feminist, um, mm. and and you know I I am against the patriarchy and you know it's like it kind of is like saying lying but with like a certain delivery. yeah you know what I mean it's that like a kinda... it's like a uh, um well it's almost like a dog whistle but for liberals right yeah and like it's a I mean I don't know it's a fine term in and of itself. But like to just use it without context as if it is more powerful than mm-hmm. saying this is a lie or this is propaganda, you know, it, 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 it's definitely overused. Yeah. Just say that or people maybe I'm lying. just gaslighting you. I don't know. Oh. Mm-hmm. How, how, <laughs> how, could you, how could you possibly know? Not the big surprise. Speaking of um, interesting takes. You oh, shared something with me here. This, this was a week for interesting takes, wasn't it? My it goodness. Was, it was very just take heavy. So are you familiar with uh, Greta Thunberg? Yes. She's AKA, the, she's AKA the, the climate teen. She's the, she's the exceedingly mean and powerful uh, right. woman, right? She's right. a 16-year-old who, on the one hand, is completely bonkers and we shouldn't listen to, and uh, she doesn't matter, but on the other hand, is like deeply concerning and overly powerful. Um, is basically what I've seen. This is an article in The Federalist, which is perhaps one of the worst websites on the internet, but it basically says, uh, climate worship is nothing more than rebranded paganism, which is 
the kind of galaxy brain take I would expect, like, um, normally someone would make up something like this as coming from a leftist website, but this is a real actual take posted on a right-wing white right-wing website. That's hard to say. Um, right-wing website. Right-wing website. Um, <laughs> yeah, and of course the whole argument is that um, by caring about the Earth, that's basically the same as uh, Earth worship and paganism, which of course is bad because it's not Christianity. Um, and oh, oh, also it blames the climate climate crisis on leftists uh so sure um and just generally downplays the severity it you know i think it refers to climate hysteria at some point which is a delightful way to downplay the seriousness of the problems that we face uh it's just bad um and uh it was ruthlessly torn apart by splinter as well so um there's that but yeah um you know. I just, I just, I don't understand what it is inside of people that makes them feel a need to throw so much at, just like completely load all the cannons, use all the the artillery against climate activism. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't get it. This either. is the hill you've chosen to die on. Because well, and it's so seem... important that we don't accidentally make a more efficient and clean world. Right. Heaven forbid. Well, and like, it's, what? it's particularly uh, galling in this case because they seem rather incensed that a 16-year-old girl has ta- told them that they are bad people. And they're like, how dare a 16-year-old have an opinion? You're too young to have an opinion at 16. Go back to school or whatever. Meanwhile, I want you to check out their latest interview with Kyle Khrushchev, the I'm sorry, uh, who? the Parkland, the good Parkland teen. Oh, uh, you know? <laughs> e- sure. <laughs> because he's he's unlike her. He's a good teen. So it's oh. we should listen to him and, and valorize him. Sure. Uh, don't don't pay any attention to his like racist stuff. Don't. That's not. Yeah. Also, the Fed. Can we talk about the Federalists font choices here? Um, yes, we can. They make um, some real bold typography uh, choices. I'm seeing yeah. that, that they're they're using uh, for their serif. They're using a, a font called Ar- Arbutus Slab. Uh, you what? <laughs> you want to know what their body font is on their articles? Uh, Open Sans. Uh, no, it's uh, Cambria, which is one of the default uh, Microsoft Office fonts. So great job there. That's that's pretty swell. I'm, you know what? I prefer Coheed myself. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a deep cut. <laughs> deep, deep music cut for everybody. <laughs> so yeah. I want to talk. So speaking of uh, Coheed and You've- Cambria. Yeah, you've had this. This has been simmering on the pot for a while now, and you're finally ready to pop off about it. And I'm excited. <laughs> I'm ready to go off on it. I, you know, I, it's been stewing. We've been letting it age in a in a cask. You know. <laughs> yes. Develop it's like some a, terroir. It, it, yeah. It, well, it's it's actually more like a cheese. Um, oh right. Yes. So you got to get that nice rind. Nice salt crystals developing. Right. The the thing about this is that I realized our economic system also sucks for rich people. 
Okay. Now it's uh, <laughs> it's hard to access much empathy for Go ahead, sir. You had a question. Yeah. For the one percent. Right. Um and I'm not really well, but also, you know, I, I th this morning, in fact, I sent you a TikTok by some guy who says he's an e-commerce millionaire um, where he was trying to flex. And indeed, all of his TikToks are just like TikToks of his expensive cars. And it's like, wow, that must be great for you. You must be really happy. <laughs> yes, this is definitely the sign of a person who has a rich and fulfilling life. Right. And yeah. that's what so, happens when you examine. And I had this thought when I was watching Donald Trump one day wilding out. And I thought, here is the ostensibly most powerful human being on the entire planet throughout the entire history of the planet. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. Abe Lincoln didn't have nukes. So, right. like, <laughs> well, imagine if he did, though. My goodness. <laughs> That would that would be quite. We'll set that war. aside. We'll come back to that one. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a really bad uh, sci-fi novel, um, but he's he's obviously terribly unhappy. Right. He's obviously his life is a mess and it's in shambles. But he has the most access to anything that any human being could ever want. Mm -hmm. And he still spends his life yelling at the TV. Right. So yeah. he's no different from any other grandpa in the country, really, in that regard. And it's and it's it's just it's just a funny thing. And I read this article uh, in the Atlantic called Meritocracy Harms Everyone. And it's by a guy who actually just wrote a book. That's how it works, right? Oh, right. Uh, yes. You get a you get you write a book and then you either get extracts of the book published or you get to write an article <laughs> about the book. He's a professor at the Yale Law School, Daniel uh, Markovitz, and he has a, a book coming out on meritocracy mm -hmm. um, and basically how it's like a myth. Um, and so he has this really good quote here that he says the elite should not and ha have no right to. It, or sh should not have the right to expect sympathy from those who remain excluded from the privileges and benefits of high caste. But ignoring how oppressive meritocracy is for the rich is a mistake. The rich now dominate society, not idly, but effortfully. The familiar arguments that once defeated arist aristocratic inequality do not apply to an economic system based on rewarding effort and skill. The relentlessly the relentless work of the hundred hour a week banker inoculates her against charges of unearned advantage better than to convince the rich that all their work isn't actually paying off. They may need less convincing than you might think. Um, and so the point being, you know, this is sort of the work workaholism. This is the whole hard right. worker syndrome. You know what I mean? This is the striver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Whereas in the past, the aristocracy were like, well, I'm rich because God deigned me to be because I'm better than all of you. And I'm here to. Yeah. I'm to richer than God's all of you because my dad was richer than all of you because his dad was richer than all of you. And that's just how it works. And you must respect my wealth and look at and my opulent lifestyle will manifest the goodness of everything. Like. Right. But it's changed because the American idea is that it's a meritocracy so if, if you just rich, work hard you can make your life better but what yeah, actually happens so, is you work really hard and then people expect you to keep working hard because you've shown that you can do it 
Well, and that's not and, actually what you want to do. You want to work hard so that you don't have to work as hard in the future. But it just never, it always, it it's just like a treadmill that slightly keeps getting faster and faster and faster. Right. And, and that's like, just got to slow people. down eventually. Right. And, and it's like, no. And that's for the people who stepped on at the treadmill, but there's people who just were dropped on the treadmill because they inherited money and, you know, wealth. Right. It's mostly an inherited thing. It's not, people have privilege. It's not like they earned it, you know? Right. Um, and so people are constantly trying to signal and justify and convince themselves that they did it, that they're worthy of everything that they've got. Mm -hmm. And it creates this huge cognitive dissonance and just insanity around being rich. Right. Look at, look at this TikTok of my Lamborghini. Are you jealous? Are you jealous? Please be jealous. Are you jealous? <laughs> yeah. Are and, you jealous? And, and, and the moment you give up the like, the idea that the economy is like a zero sum premise, mm -hmm. then you can start to like, you know, detach from this stuff. Um, right. But rich people are like sitting up there at the top, co completely scared that they're going to lose it at any minute. So yeah. like the, the risks that come with their losing their wealth or social status, they, they feel like completely disempowered and they just, they know that they've built a world where if they lose it, it's going to suck for them. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that constant fear and anxiety that comes from losing it all, which I mean, I'm sure all of us on the other end of the stick look at it and be like, right. I yeah, would love like, to. Oh, you might lose your yacht. Boo. -hoo. Please, Lord, curse me with riches. Right. Like... Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think. I God forbid I ever we, lose a million dollars in one day. <laughs> I think if we can exercise empathy um, and like show solidarity through saying like, we recognize this system sucks and it is suppressive. And if it sucks for you, imagine how much it sucks for the rest of us. So right. instead of you trying to make your life better by digging in and just keep digging the hole deeper, maybe we can all like help each other get out of the hole, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess the, the question is like, where, where do we set the boundaries? Cause like, obviously we're not convincing Beth Jesus, right? Like right. Bil yeah. billionaires can just, they can just walk into the ocean and never return. I don't, I don't think there's much <laughs> convincing people who've had so much money for so long and are still trying to accumulate it. But like, you know, where do who where do you draw the line on solidarity? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Because what happens well, in the math a, a lot know, there's is there's the difference there's between the the one percent and the ninety nine percent. The ninety nine percent includes a lot of people who are much richer than the rest of the ninety nine percent. And it's weird know, that so. most of them don't identify with the ninety nine percent. Like right, so many people. There's there's studies constantly that show well, that, like. It's Everyone thinks they're middle class. <laughs> right. They'll say that they're not rich, but then they'll also, you know, distinguish themselves from being very poor at the same time. And it's like, well, uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, well, I, I, think, had... I think the reason they can do that is because things aren't actually that great for them. So they go, well, I can't, I can't be that rich. Right. Yeah. They never feel like they've reached it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, Which spoiler alert, you will never, ever feel that way. You won't. So just let go of it. It's interesting because I had a conversation with a person the other day that I had lunch with, and they were like a sales guy who I knew from oh boy. years and years ago. <laughs> 
So they were like, you know, pretty successful. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> and they're and they were just talking to me about things. Um, and it was like a business lunch, you know what I mean? It wasn't mm. we were talking kind of business stuff, but then but then you know, it kind of got into some deeper stuff, and I and I basically just laid on him some things like, well, you know, like recognizing what I'm personally responsible for and should feel bad about. And what I'm not is really liberating. And then I could know what I need to worry about and let everything else go. Mm -hmm. And it was like, he'd never heard anything like that before because he's (laughs) fully absorbed in the striver life. Right. Mm -hmm. Sales Mm -hmm. is like completely based on convincing yourself to believe that you can keep making sales in order to keep working so that the numbers will eventually add up because you just put enough hours in. Right. And it's completely soul draining. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it destroys you. And he was just like, you know, after some of the things I said to him, which was basically just like repackaged, uh, Marxism, like <laughs> <laughs> these are original ideas. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was like, Whoa, did you get that from a professional? <laughs> I was like, professional. He's like, yeah, like a counselor or something. I was like, no, this is just, I, this is what I believe. Like, he was just I'm like, sure so I am amazed. A professional. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have said. Bitch, I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah. But it, no, you know, it's, but it's just so funny how he had never been exposed to like any of those kinds of ideas. And once he heard him, he was like, oh, that really makes sense. Like he he almost started tearing up like he was completely taken back by the idea that he did not have to feel guilty and feel that everything is is based off of his own personal labor and that you just have to define your lifestyle for what you want. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't let <sighs> striving. <laughs> all you know, it was just right. funny how it's like he'd never heard that. Yeah. And, no, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's like it seems incredibly obvious once you've learned it. <laughs> yeah, and so I think that to me was an example of how we can sort of show solidarity with people who we would ostensibly think are completely outside of <laughs> right. the, our our own class, um, because they know deep down that it sucks. Right, and and. Yeah while they still have an easy scapegoat that they don't have to think about that it's the poor's fault, Mm -hmm. then they can just not exercise any sort of thinking and just keep believing that and keep striving and keep on the treadmill. But if you just like freaking unplug the treadmill for a second, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I listen, but I think you can sometimes have breakfast and I don't know. That's just what I wanted to share. I did. Yeah. That's that's where I'm out. Here's this. Here's another idea too. Yeah. What if, um, you know, the cause of a lot of these people's suffering is that they have too much money. So what if we take some of it from them? What if we oh. tax their wealth? Do you think and that could it, work? When you think about it, do you think about it? That's actually like quite a charitable thing to do. Right. Yeah. It helps them. We're like, unburdening listen, uh, them. We're taking this from you and we're going to give it to uh, the government to, to provide services for other people. Well, you know, it makes me think about that uh, saying of Jesus that uh, it's easier for a uh, camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. But what now, if what now, if when that rich man gets to the needle, we we just help him unload right all of his riches? 
Yeah, now he's that no way he can pass kid. through. Now he can pass yeah. through. Him and mm. his camel. Boom. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I was not prepared for this. I'm trying and I'm learning. Thank you for your patience. There's so many mistakes I have already made, but I'm working to be better day by day. And I think I'm gonna make it, but for now I'll say I have no idea what I'm doing.